chapter number three uh starting on verse one listen if you can honor god but indulge me please stand for the reading of god's holy word amen i know we're not gathered in the space but listen we can still honor god amen by standing for the reading of his holy word amen and here begins the reading of god's holy word it says to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven a time to be born and a time to die a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to get and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to rend and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate and a time of war and a time of peace. And we're going to drop down to verse number 11 and it says he have made everything beautiful in his time also he have set the world in their hearts so that no man can find out the work that god maketh from the beginning to the end you can be seated in the presence of our living god and the title that we're trying to work with on today is simply called time simply called time 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 amen we're talking about time uh and as we've been moving through our current sermon series, where we've been talking about the intentionality of God, saying that God is an intentional God, our foundational scripture comes from Jeremiah chapter number 29, verse number 11, where God begins to talk about, you know, these thoughts that he has for us, these plans and purposes that he has to give us an expected end. When you think about the mindset of God, we, have, we understand how God has brought us up, you know, even as Pastor Ivan was talking about coming to a higher place of learning, right, a higher place of understanding. And so knowing that the thoughts of God are not our thoughts, neither are the ways of God our ways. It's not God being disrespectful toward us, but it's God actually inviting us to come up and think higher, to see things from the plane that he sees things on and understand things from the way that God himself understands things. Amen. So understand, we understand. He's saying he know the thoughts that he thinks toward us, says the Lord. He says thoughts of peace and not of evil to give us an expected end, right? So we see the intentionality of God on display in our lives. Amen. As we've been consistently talking about God being an intentional God. We see that if you take the time to look, you will notice, you will see, you will become more aware of God's intention in our lives. One thing that I've been praying, I've been saying, God, help me, Lord God, to become more aware of your presence. Help me to become more aware of your spirit, to become more sensitive to when you're speaking, to when you're showing things, God, because it's not enough for me to say that I know these things and I'm unaware of these things that I say that I know, right? I believe that if I'm more aware of the things that I say, I know it will help me in the long run, right? So I'm asking God to help me become more aware of his presence, more aware of his spirit, more aware of his wisdom, you know, understanding all these different things, right? Because I want to know and I want to see and understand better the intentionality of God that is on display in my life. Even when I fail to recognize the intentionality, that's why I'm saying, God, bring me to a place where I'm more aware of your spirit, more aware of your presence so that I can be aware of you being intentional or the intentionality that is on display in my life. Amen. And so, you know, as we've been talking about, you know, uh, uh, being in God, being intentional, two of the definitions that we have for the word intentional is simply this right here. Intentional is simply defined as this right here. It is done with intention, design or purpose, right? When God intentionality is on display in our life, we see that it is done with intention or design or purpose. So when things are done or even when things are allowed, it is done with purpose, right? So it is this is, is the intentionality of God on display or definition number two talks about done with full awareness of what one is doing. So we understand God is completely and fully aware of what it is that he is doing in our lives. What I found out when we fail to recognize that this is the intentionality of God on display, we are the ones that are unaware of what God is doing. That's why hence there were times we feel like we've been caught off guard, we've been sucker punched, whatever the case may be, whether it be God or whether it be the enemy, because the Bible even lets us know that we don't have to be ignorant of the enemy 
these devices, those things that the enemy is trying to work against us. We don't even have to be ignorant of that. So when the enemy, when you feel like or think the enemy has got one up on you, listen, it's because we did not allow ourselves to be aware of the intentionality of what God was trying to do in our lives, whether it be God trying to bring us into the awareness or the knowledge of what the enemy is trying to do, right? Break ignorance off of us. That's on us. Amen. So these are the definitions that we talk about when we're dealing with the word intentional as we see the intentionality of God on display. And so we're talking about time on today, right? And we're in the book of Ecclesiastes, right? Uh, written by Solomon, King Solomon, the wisest man to ever walk the earth, right? Separate and apart from Jesus Christ, right? But the natural man, the old natural man, Solomon was the wisest man to walk the earth. And he speaks from the perspective of the preacher, right? He, he's letting us understand this, this wisdom that he's giving us, right? And so in chapter number three, he simply talking about time, 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 time. It's something that you can't, I don't care how much money you have, you can never go and buy any more time. You, and, and, and the truth be told, if you're going to be honest, it never feels as if you have enough of it, right? And so no matter what people are trying to do, they can never get time. When it's gone, it's gone, right? One thing that we know about time is going to keep on ticking. It's going to keep on rolling. You, you got to understand, and it's going to keep on winding up. That's what we know about time you can't stop it and neither can you purchase any more of it but you sure can't stop it time is going to just do what it does according to the plan and purpose of god right and so when we talk about time uh, uh i want to go ahead and, and, and look at these definitions for the word time right uh time uh, time is simply defined as a period of time considered as a resource under your control and sufficient to accomplish something. Definition number two for the word time is it is it's an indefinite period or definition number three, an instance or single occasion for some event, right? When you speak about time, right? Then there were two other words, right, that we understand. There is the word chronos or chronological time, and then there is kairos, right, in uh, the Greek, right? And when we think about chronos or the chronological time, it is simply defined as chronological time. The order in which things occur, it refers to a specific amount of time, such as a day or an hour, right? So when we think about time from the chronological definition, right, it refers to a specific amount of time, such as a day or an hour, right? And when we understand keros, keros time, right? The Greek word, the keros time, right? It is simply defined as an opportune moment of time for action. It's an opportune moment of time for action, or it's the appointed time and the purpose of God, right? Uh, it's the time when God himself begins to act, right? When we talk about the Kairos time, right? Uh, an example of the Kairos time would be when you see throughout scriptures, uh, the day of the Lord or the year of the Lord, right? Now, this day or this year is not a normal 24-hour time frame or 365-year time frame, no. When you talk about the day of the Lord or the year of the Lord, it is a a time that expands until God calls it to an end. When God says it is going to stop, then that's when it's going to stop. As long as God doesn't put a stop on end to it, then the day of the Lord or the year of the Lord is just going to keep existing decides to put an end to the day of the year of the Lord. That is an example when we talk about the Kairos time of God, right? And so as we talk about time, one thing we know about time, if you're like me at some point in your life, somebody has told you, you have got to be able to manage your time well or manage your time properly, right? You have got to have good time management, right? Good time management. Do you know somebody, and can you relate when it comes to time, you have not always managed your time well, right? Or properly, right? You have not been a good steward or a good manager of time. And what I want to encourage you with is that's okay. That's okay. Because until, until God dealt with me about this here, I had a bad understanding about this, right? And, and please don't misinterpret me. I believe you should manage your time well, and I believe you should manage your time properly, right? But what I found out what God is actually speaking to me, uh, what I'm trying to suggest to you on today is this right here. It's not just for you to manage your time, but do you believe, can you believe that God has created this thing called time to help manage you? 
Mm, I, I wish I had some help right about there, right about there. Uh, it, it's not just for you to manage your time, but God created time to help manage you, right? Case in point, uh, look at the duration of time that you spend in relationships, right? Or look at the duration of time that you are out in a public place, hence your workplace, right? And and, and when you're at, at the workplace or in you in that relationship that you value and that you honor, right? At the time or the duration of time that you're involved in that relationship or for the duration of time, 8, 15, 12, whatever how many hours you own that job right you manage yourself well because you cannot act out of character based upon if it's at your job you know if you act out of character that's about to affect your little change or your little money right and if you act out of character or do something that is contrary to your nature and character in the relationship while you're in the time frame for this relationship it is going to cause the other person to question who you are to question your motives and to question your attention so there I say I'm suggesting Adjusting to you that God created this thing called time to help manage you, right? And when we look at this thing called time, right, uh, we're getting ready to head into the third year where we've been dealing with a pandemic, right? And at the onset of the pandemic, we have been talking about how we should be utilizing this time. Uh, we should be utilizing this time to get closer to God, to become more sensitive to God, to allow our faith to increase as we have time to now study the word of God, as we now have time to spend time with God, right? And see, see what, what, I, what I appreciate appreciate about God, although I hate what the pandemic has brought about in the lives of people, but what I appreciate about God, God has allowed us so, okay, I'm going to use this for my glory. I'm going to let it be. So I'm taking away all the excuses because it used to be you were too busy or you couldn't find enough time to spend with me. You couldn't find enough time to get in your word. You couldn't find enough time to actually pray. You know, I'm talking about a fervent, passionate prayer before the Lord where you're talking to God and giving God the opportunity to talk back to you. So what God has done through the means of the pandemic God has utilized this to take away every excuse now you've got more time than you've ever had before most of us have now been working from home, right? You've been going to church from home. You've been going to the movies from home. Everything has been done at your place of residence, right? So God has given you more time. And we understand as things have been getting better and better, better, but then we get hit from the side again and things starts taking a downward spiral again. But understand in the midst of this, we have made to make, we have been able to make what those things call adjustments. We have been able to adjust to what's been taking place what's been happening around us due to the pandemic right and so in all of that we've had to adjust ourselves to be able to fit and manage time or for time to manage us better so the thing that i'm suggesting god created this thing called time to help manage you to help manage you, right? And so when we come to the book, right, uh, uh, Ecclesiastes, Solomon tells us, he says to everything, there is a season, there is a season, right? And, and when you look at season, season is simply defined as a set time or an appointed time. Season is defined as a set time or an appointed time, right? And think about this here. For those of us, you understand there were four seasons to the year. So there was a set time or an appointed time, right? There was a shift in the weather. There was a shift in the temperature or the conditions of the earth, right? Based upon these seasons, right? And, and, and within these seasons, this is where you find time housed inside of the seasons, right? So season being a set time or an appointed time and if we go back to the definition for time time is what it is a period of time considered as a resource right a resource under your control and sufficient to accomplish something right uh, it's, it's considered a resource under your control. And the last time I checked, I, I never had control of my time. I never had control of my time. You, you, it's not like you could just put your hands on your time and say, no time, you're going to stop right here. Uh, no time, you're not going any further, right? Uh, you understand, we, we, we haven't had that Josh moment where the sun stood still, where time stood still, right? Uh, for most of us, you have not had control over your time. And the truth be told, because we have not had control over our time, uh, most of us, 
because think about it when you had time tests, uh, we didn't fare too well, right? When you've had time tests. Now, I know like me, if you're like me, I don't do well when I see a clock ticking and, and, and I can't control it, right? And I'm happy to take a time test, right? Uh, even though I might have studied for the test, right, that, 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 that clock, it just unnerves me, right, to know that I'm working against this time right here. Even though I put the time in, I'm still having to work against time in order to produce well, right? Mm. So understand, there is a time, a, a period of time, considered as a resource under your control and sufficient to accomplish something, or an indefinite period, or an instance or single occasion for some event housed inside of a season. So to everything, there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven, right? And even when we begin to talk about or purpose, right? It is the pleasure or it is the delight of the living God, right? Something that God himself takes delight in, right? So the purposes of God, we also understand purpose can be interpreted as the thoughts of God. So we see the intentionality of God, right? Housed in every season and as well as in the times that are housed inside these particular seasons, right? We see the thoughts of God made on display or the thoughts of God made coming to a place of manifestation as the, as, as, as they're coming to fruition, what God has intended for our lives. We see it on display according to certain seasons and at certain times within those seasons, right? We see. So it says to everything, there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven, right? So there was a season and there was a time to every purpose under heaven. And when you think about the purposes under heavens, the thoughts that God has thought toward us, for those of us who abide underneath the heaven, this in this and operate in this first ever right there there, there is a, a season and there was a time to every purpose under heaven so simply put i'm speaking about the god the purpose that god has placed in each one of us as individuals it's not our purpose it is the purpose of god right uh romans uh chapter 8 28 talks about and the purpose of the lord it talks about his purpose we have been called according to his purpose so there is a purpose that god has placed on the inside of us so to all of these purposes that are underneath the heaven there was a season and there was a time there was a period of time an appointed time a set time for the purpose of god to be on display to be made manifest right so then he, he says what uh, in these seasons in these particular seasons and in these times right he said there was a time to be born and a time to die right so a time to be born right and it's not when you think about being born that's not just in the sense of where you're birthing children per se right for some of us there was a vision that has been birthed and don't misinterpret me yeah we appreciate the babies that are coming forth in jesus name right but 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 there was a new you a new you must be born again for for example when you were born again gave your life gave your heart over to the lord jesus christ i'm talking about for real for real right where you became born again right there was a time for you to be born again right it could not have happened at any other moment in time but the time that it happened because if it would have happened at any other time you would not be as sold out as you are right now right so there was a set time for you to be born again god understood all those things have to transpire in your life to bring you to this point right here where you exhausted yourself came to the end of yourself and said you know what i, I finally realized i cannot do this without god i finally understand i can't make without God. I understand that I'm nothing without God. And the true people, let me just go ahead and say, I need him. I need him every day. I need him every hour of the day. I cannot do this without God. So it was until you came to the end of yourself that that, that became the place that God said, okay, now I can be God. Okay, now I can produce in you, allow you to be actually born again, right? So he said, there is a time to be born, a time to be born and a time to die. And listen, we understand we have all experienced loss in our life, loved ones in our life, right? But 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 I don't want you to just dwell on the fact that you've uh, experienced the loss of someone, a loved one in your life, right? But think about things right here, because there was a time to 
to die, right? There were some things that 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 that, that, that happened that there were relationships that have to die, right? Uh, bad, some bad ideas have got to die, right? Some bad decisions have got to die, right? Uh, you 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 understand what I'm saying? So there was a time for things to actually die in your life. It's not always a bad thing, right? It's it's just like you know, uh, 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 Timon and Puma told us this is called the circle of life, right? It's it's called the circle of life. Uh, some things have to be born and some things have to die, right? And we're not just speaking of life in general, say, but there are other things that have to be born and other things that must die in your life, right? Then he says, he says, there was a time to plant and a time to pluck up, right? A time to plant and a time to pluck up, right? And when you think about the time to plant and the time to pluck up, it's very, very laborious work. It's very tedious work that, that is carried out. For those of us who have green thumbs, I'm working on mine. I'm working on mine since I can't play basketball as much as I want to. I'm working on my green thumb. You got to understand that right there. It's laborious, tedious work, taking care of these plants and things right there, making sure the soil is properly turned over and making sure the soil has enough nutrients that the plants can actually thirst and, and, and first within these, this, this soil that you placed it in, right? And so understand, it, there was a time to plant, right? And so it's not just you, the one that's always having to do the work of planting, but there was a time that other people or individuals must actually do work to plant some things in you, right? But how many know there were times we don't like all the things that people are trying to plant in us, right? <laughs> right. When you think about when people are correcting you about things, this is them plucking up some stuff. Uh, but on the offset, when they begin to encourage you and tell you how to change that thing that was an error, right? This is them trying to now plant something in you, right? Bring about something good in you, right? So it says there was a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted so there comes a point the thing that we have to plant it comes a point where we got to pluck that thing up because uh, listen there were some plants they they become too big for the pot that you planted in right and so in a, in a situation like that you begin to halt or cause the plants growth to become stagnant right it, 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 it can all think about for some of y'all who, who have the fish right you understand the fish can only grow as large as is its enclosure or lizard can only grow as large as its enclosure, right? You know, for the folk that love the little, the little lizard, that ungodly stuff right there. I, I just, I don't understand that right yet. But we can only grow as large as its enclosure. So if, 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 if this thing is growing to the fact that it has reached its capacity in the conclusion, listen, that's the signal. That's the sign to say, listen, I have got to put this in a larger pot or a larger enclosure because I am hindering its ability to grow. I am causing it to become stagnant. So there comes a point, the thing that was planted has to actually be plucked up, right? What is the reason for it being plucked up? Is it being plucked up because it's dead or is it being plucked up because, listen, you're halting or causing this growth to become stagnant what is the reason that this thing must be plucked up right he then tells us there was a time to kill and a time to heal a, a, a time to kill a time to kill i'm not saying go out there and literally kill somebody murder somebody uh, no i'm not i'm not saying that there were sometimes you got to kill bad ideas there were sometimes you got to kill vain imaginations there were times you got to kill these fantasies that that are contrary to the will of god contrary to who god has called you to be there were times you have got to kill this stuff and you know what i found out it's when you don't kill these things that the enemy is speaking to you, those seeds that the enemy is trying to plant on the inside, it's when you don't take the time to properly kill these things that these things that we say will come back to hunt you. Oh, yes. Uh, just give it some time. And that thing that you thought was there, that thing that you attempted to kill, but you didn't make sure that you actually killed it. Listen, you're going to pay for that thing. That thing is going to come back and that thing is going to hunt you. That thing is going to do a number in your life. Right. Uh, you got to understand. So there was a time to kill and there was a time to actually heal. Now, this is what I found out. A lot of us, we don't matter. It doesn't matter. You know, and we'll take all the time we need to actually kill uh, the vibe of other people, kill the peace, kill the joy, uh, kill the mood of people. You understand? Break up the atmosphere. Uh, uh, you know, uh, if they were having a good day, I'm going to kill that. I'm about to kill all of that right there. But but you don't, you don't mind, you know, giving your time to kill things like that. But when it comes to, to you actually having to heal, bring healing, 
Uh, this is where you don't want to put the time in. This is where you don't want to put the work in when it comes to actually healing. What am I saying? Okay, the conversations that you need to have, you need to have. The no, you figure, because you've already had a conversation in your head, you figure they're going to say this. When you say this right here, you refuse to have the necessary conversation to bring healing to somebody's heart, not just to their heart, but to their mind, to their soul, because guess what? There are wounds that are in the soul as well as upon the soul that have come by the words that you have actually spoken, right? When are you going to take the time to actually bring healing to the life of individuals that you know you brought some pain and some hurt to? You caused it. Yes, you caused it. You with your bad self, you caused it. I know y'all love me, but you don't like what I'm saying, but it's all right. It's all right, because I'm going to keep on pushing through right here, because there was a time where you have to actually bring healing when you actually brought damage to folk right you got to go and bring repair that stuff you have got to repair that make time to repair stuff make time to make things right he says then there was a time to break down and a time to build up right and and if you're like me you're taking your mental health serious nowadays you know what i'm saying because what we know now we just didn't know back in the day what we know now we just didn't know and understand back in the day that mental health is a serious thing right and so he's saying there was a time that you're going to break down and so this is what i'm saying to you it's okay not to be perfect you listen you need to tell yourself it's okay not to be perfect yes it's okay not to be perfect it's okay when you mess up because there is grace for your mess up and, and for most of us it, it, the scrutiny that you put yourself on the because you're trying to be so perfect in the eyes of other people no you're gonna run yourself into an early grade it's okay to be imperfect people because he's a perfect god you gotta understand he is perfecting us it's what he's doing on the inside that is bringing perfection to us anytime that you try to perfect yourself child you're gonna mess it up every single time let god do the perfecting on the inside of you. all you got to do is yield yourself to the of God that is taking place on the inside of you. Let him do the work. But I'm trying to tell you, it's okay for you to be imperfect. It's okay for you to mess up some days. There is grace for that. And I notice I ain't say it's okay for you to go sin. I didn't say that. I said it's okay for you to mess up some days. But I didn't say it's okay for you to sin. No, no, that's not what I said, right? Because we understand this radical grace movement has got people thinking, okay, there's grace for all of this right here. But the Bible talks about grace. It, it, it's long suffering. So we understand there was a point that grace comes to an end. Now, I've talked to people. We understand, listen, there was a way to get grace. There was a way to obtain grace, right? When you run out, of, there was a way to get grace. He said he gives grace to the humble. And for most of us, because operating humility is a difficult thing, it becomes hard for you to actually find more grace or obtain more grace because it's difficult for you to humble yourself. Uh, the times that you should be quiet, you, you, you can't even be quiet. Yeah, you just have to say something. You just have to just get the last word because you feel like, okay, they're not about to punk me. No, 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 no. No, I got something to say to that right there. Well, understand the grace that was allotted for that particular situation, you just squandered that grace right there. Listen, you just squandered, you just messed that all up because you failed to humble yourself right? So listen, he said there was a time to break down. There were going to be times where you don't have it all together. No, 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 no. You thought you crossed all your T's and dotted all your I's, but listen, you didn't have it all together. You missed something. You overlooked something, and it can cause you to break down if you're not careful. I just pray that you don't have a mental breakdown. I just pray that you don't have an emotional breakdown so you can't get back up and do what you need to do. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, but it's okay for you to break down Every now and then, and, and, and listen, 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 listen. Every now and then, you are going to have a pity party. I'm not saying it's okay, but sometimes it's necessary, right? For you to wall around in your pit, because guess what? The last time I checked, the only person that comes to the pity party issue, it's a party of one. And a lot of times, listen, God would utilize this time for you to take introspection of yourself. Why are you trying to have pity on yourself? A lot of times, you got this, you know what? Let me stand up and look at myself. Let me stand up and examine myself and be honest with myself. Yes, I messed it up. Yes, I fell short right there. But what am I about to do about this here. Listen, a lot of us, we feel so guilty about us breaking down or messing it up. But listen, guilt is not a bad thing, right? Guilt is not always a bad thing. There are sometimes you can feel so guilty that you'll say, you know what? I will never be found in this place right here again. Uh, you can feel so guilty. You say, you know what? I'm about to change this thing. I'm about to let God get all the glory out of this thing. Yes, I messed it up, God, but you still about to get the glory, God, because my mind is made up, God. I'm shifting my thought process, God. I'm changing 
changing how I'm looking at my perspective has changed about this particular thing that I'm dealing with God so guess what I feel gifted enough to change to want change to reach for change to grab hold of change in my life so listen there is going to be a time where you break down but there is also going to be a time where you have to be built up will you allow people in your life to help build you up right and see most of you you understand building up or being built up not necessarily because you built your spirit up or your spirit man up or your mind up you understand built up because of the walls that you haven't enclosed yourself behind oh yeah you understand something about building because you wall all of us out because of the walls that you build up you don't want anybody to get close to you you don't want anybody to be sensitive to you you don't want anybody to know what's going on in your life because you 20 plus five who cares uh, he didn't call you to operate alone he didn't call you to operate as an island to be by yourself he called you to have relationship and it's because of the relationships that we have the relationship or ship on the end of the world of designed to take us places in life right so the relationship in and of itself is a vessel that God uses by the means of other people to help get us to destinations in life according to his divine purpose right and you wonder why okay you you, you had this dream right or or you had this vision for your life and by 30 you was going to be married and have two children right and none of that has happened yet right and you was going to be married and, and you was going to have the house and have the picket fence and the little puppy dog none of that has happened right why because you have walled yourself in right the relationship that you're supposed to have you you're fearful and have not allowed this relationship to produce uh, to grow and to prosper in your life right so so you talk about there is a time that you're supposed to build up but will you allow god to utilize the people to help build you up a lot of times when you build yourself up you build yourself up in pride mm. I know you want me to stop, but I won't stop until you get enough. A lot of times when you build yourself up, you have built yourself up in pride. Yes, you have. Yes, you have. Yes, you have. You built yourself up in pride. You built yourself up in pride. Oh, don't let you know a little more than what you knew last year, man. And you can't wait to share it. And it's not you want to share it in the sense of humility or you want somebody else to know what you know. No, you're trying to prove to us, okay, just how much you know that you're better than us based upon the things that you know. No, don't nobody care what you know. If it's not helping to advance the kingdom of God, don't nobody care what you know. If it ain't about to help me get these means, don't nobody care what you know. If it ain't about to help my marriage be better, don't nobody care what you know. If it's not about to help me with the raising and the ribbon of these children, don't nobody care what you know. If it's not about to help the church, don't nobody care what you know. If, if, if it's been built up in pride, we don't care. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. And because nobody cares, that's why you find yourself always yelling out, just having out burst all the time you with your pride for some you with your pride for some so there was a time to kill a time to heal a time to break down and a time to build up then he tells us a time to weep a time to weep because there was a time to weep and a time to laugh right a time to weep a time to weep you know what i found now most of us we don't like this time right here this particular time that is housed in certain seasons of our life uh, most of us have felt like you know what i've cried enough tears i, I ain't got another tear to cry i'm not crying another tear not another no, i'm not crying any i'm not crying anymore i'm not crying no more you, but you don't understand how good weeping is for you. You got to understand when you weep, when you weep, when you weep, the Lord bottles up every one of your tears. When you weep, you got to understand weeping is a cleansing. Weeping is a releasing. Huh? You misinterpret when it is the time to weep, right? Because you don't want nobody to interpret that you soft. You don't want nobody to think you can't get things together, right? You don't want nobody to think you a cry, baby. You don't want nobody to think you always having a pity party. But listen, who cares what they think? The only opinion that matters most uh, is the opinion of God. You got to understand it's God's opinion of me that matters most. That's what you have got to understand. So listen, he has designed it. He has given you time within the seasons to actually weep. Go ahead and cry. Stop trying to be so hard and go ahead and cry because it's in you crying that you're able to receive. They have you noticed when you get to those moments when you cry, you are open. So understand, like I said, your tears, it is a releasing. Anything that is released, they know something has been open, right? Oh, the has been released right what was holding that thing shut or holding that thing back has now just been taken away open the floodgates some of you have got to open the floodgates of your eyes right because it now means that you are open and you're ready to receive most of you won't receive until you cry think about it it's when you broke down it's when you gave in it's when you stop being hard it's when you stop trying to do it on your own and receive the help of the lord right when you begin to cry and acknowledge the truth of the matter is god i need you god god i need your 
help right now. It's in that moment that you begin to weep. And in you weeping, it allows your heart to become open so God can move in and do what he wanted to do. Do what he wanted to do. So there was a time to weep and there was a time to laugh. Lord, have mercy. I, I, I pray God will breathe upon me right now because there is, it's like a fire on me, like a fire on the inside of me. You understand what I'm saying? Jesus, hot in here. This, he said a time to weep and a time to laugh, right? So after you weep, then God gives you an opportunity to laugh. You got to understand. He gives you an opportunity to laugh, an opportunity to laugh, right? And so this is what I found. Now, even in the moments that you don't understand, guess what? God gives you an opportunity when I messed up, you know what I found out? God brings me back to that thing after he has advanced me a little bit past this era when I messed up past this place where I broke down and he lets me see what my thinking was. He lets me see how I was acting. And do you understand? Because he has matured me a little bit, you got to understand. He brings me to the place where I can now laugh at where I messed up. You got to understand what an amazing God he is. What a good God he is. He gives me the opportunity to laugh at myself. But some of you are afraid to laugh at yourself. But I'm at a place where I'm so mature in God. I'm so open to God. Listen, I can laugh at myself when I mess it up. It just reassures me that how much I need him, how much I can't do this without him. You, you got to understand, he gives us the opportunity to laugh at some stuff. Not just myself, but there are times I get to laugh at the enemy. When the enemy, he's coming at me, you understand? And, and, and everything he tried, it did not work. It failed. I get to laugh at my enemy, and I bless the name of the Most High God. He gives me the opportunity to laugh. But then he says, there was a time to mourn and a time to dance, right? There comes that place where you have to mourn some things, right? And this is what I found that most of us, we don't do this well. You don't mourn properly. And anytime you're dealing with grief, you don't grieve properly or you don't grieve well, right? So it hinders you from actually getting to the place of healing or it hinders you from actually being able to move on, right? We're not telling you to forget those people that you've lost in your life, but we are saying to you, grieve properly. We are saying grieve well, right? And don't let anybody tell you how long you're supposed to grieve. I don't care if it's us in the church, because, you know, in the church, we have been guilty in the church saying, listen, you should have been over that by now. God can heal you if you let him heal. The, the truth of the matter is God can heal you if you let him heal. But we also understand what Solomon is telling us. There is a time to mourn and you can't put a, 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 a beginning time and nor an ending time on the time that I'm supposed to mourn. Now, uh, you know, some of us, we got to be honest and tell you this right here. Now, the truth of the matter is some of you will actually mourn longer than you should be mourning. Let's go ahead and say that right there. Your mourning has become an excuse from you actually doing something God has told you to do, right? Because you can't understand why God took this person. No, death took them. You, you can't understand why God allowed them to die and all these different things. Well, the truth be told, have you went and examined that person's life? Uh, for instance, let's just be real right here because I'm going to hit you with some real stuff right here, right? Uh, uh, if, if you know somebody, I, I, listen, I apologize apologize in advance for the truth I'm about to speak, right? And please don't misinterpret me, right? And I am not trying to be insensitive, but what I am trying to say is a lot of us don't want to deal with the truth, right? But if you know somebody that has died because of COVID, right? Don't, don't blame God because of their death, right? Uh, have, you, have you taken an examined look into the life of the person that died because of COVID, right? They, they died because they, 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 they talked about not getting the vaccine. They did not get themselves vaccinated, right? Uh, did they die because they felt to wear mask. They kept going out in the public without wearing a mask. Did they die? Did you check their heart? Was their heart clear? Was their arteries clear? When you think about the reasons that people have died, right? Did they take care of the vessel, the temple, the body that God has given them? Because your body, my body it is the temple of the Holy Ghost. We are supposed to be caretakers of this particular body, right? Have you taken care of this body in a manner that brings the glory and honor to God, right? Because a lot of times we immediately want to throw our, 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 our anger and we direct it towards God, right? And we halt our, our progress in God, right? We stop moving forward in God because I can't understand why you would let this happen. Why now and all these different things? What, well, 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 have you examined the life of the individual? Were they doing the things necessary when you go and check out their diet? Were they eating a lot of fast food, fried foods? And uh, how well did they manage their weight and things like that? What was their sleep life like? You, you, how well did they take care of themselves? Before you go blaming God, how well did the individual take care of themselves, right? So any situations like that, give yourself the opportunity to more properly grieve 
properly. Because I found that it's a lot of folk who have not grieved well, they have not grieved properly, that their progress has been halted. It has come to a screeching halt. So now they're just locked. They can't move forward, right? They understand I can't go back, but, but even though I understand and I know that I can't go back, something has happened that is hindering me from moving forward. It's because you haven't grieved properly. It gives you a time to mourn. It gives you a time to grieve. And he says, I give you a time to dance. I, I'm going to give you a time to dance. I'm going to give you a time to dance. And I know everybody ain't got it where they got their two-step, their church two-step right. Some of y'all are still trying to practice, right? Uh, hey, hey. Listen, if you ain't got your, 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 Pentecost, the two-step right yet. Yeah, listen, oh, I, I, I beg of you, go sit at the feet of Mother Val, right? Mother Val can teach you and give you inspiration on how to do the Jewish dance. Oh, y'all don't want to hear me right there. Mother Val got a bad Jewish hop. She got a bad Jewish hop. You got to understand. If you ain't got one of them bad Pentecostal two-step like our great apostle, you got to understand. There were some other ones that got a bad two-step. You know, I like Minister Brandon's on per se. You know what I mean? Like, he don't really move. He kind of just stays in one spot. Some of us, we kind of go in circles and we move forwards and backwards. But Mr. Brandon kind of just stays in spots and just leans with it and rocks with it right there in that one spot. Hey, listen, you might not have all the coordination to dance, how they dance. So I, I, I implore you, go sit at the feet of Mother Vat and learn how to get that Jewish hop on. That, that's a bad thing. You, you understand? So he gives you a time to dance. He gives you a time to dance. A time to dance. A time to dance. Will you dance? Will you dance? When I think about the times that uh, when my girls were growing up, they had the father-daughter dance, right? You know, you know, my children, they didn't want me to go to the father-daughter dance, right? Now my children wanted me to go to the father-daughter dance like that, because I, I know you, daddy. I know. You got the all right? I'm going to get out here. We're going to dance. We're going to, we about to dance, right? We're going to be the best couple out here, too. And they didn't know. I said, listen, you don't know. Listen, whatever kind of music they playing, they, you, shoot me, told you, you know they was going to be playing secular music after school. But I was going to get out there and dance. I showed was and I told my children you better watch because I might do my church dance right out here on the middle of the floor because I ain't ashamed to bless his name at any point at any time you got to understand so my kids are like that mm -mm, we can't go to the door the father daughter dance no we just gonna miss that so I missed my chance to dance with my babies right so the point I'm making is you have an opportunity you to dance with your father your other father you have opportunities to dance with your other father how many dances are you gonna let go by listen meaning how many opportunities are you gonna let go by to have to dance with your Abba Father, right? A time of celebration to be able to celebrate who your father is in your life and to celebrate what your father has done. Opportunities to dance with daddy. When, 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 when you get out there and dance with daddy, or are you just gonna keep letting those opportunities pass you by, right? He said, then there was a time to cast away stones, right? And when you think about stone, stone is simply talking about shrimp. There were times that you got to be weak, yeah? I know you don't like it, but the truth of the matter is you don't have to be strong all the time. Woman, it's okay for you to be weak at times. Man, it is okay for you to be weak at times. The scripture is telling you, listen, it's in your weakness that his strength is made perfect. Oh, yes. It's in your weakness that his strength is made perfect. So the stones denote your strength. There are times you got to throw away your strength and show yourself as a weak individual. Oh, and you got to ask for, you got to cry out for help. I need help. And listen, it's not always that you're going to cry towards heaven for help. Listen, God would direct you to go to this this person right here and ask them for help because I have got it. I've set it up so that they have the help that you need. So, so there was a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones, a time to actually gather your strength and be strong, right? Uh, you, you understand what I'm saying? There was a time to be strong. Be strong, be strong, be strong, be strong. I don't know any other time right now with everything that we've happened to endure approaching the third year of a pandemic. Uh, when you think about all the things that have taken place in our individual lives, uh, well, as corporately for us as Hang On Ministry, uh, there is no better time for us to gather stones and be strengthened, right? As, as you see, the enemy keeps trying. He keeps trying to bring division amongst us. He keeps trying to find a place of division amongst us. It's this time for us to gather ourselves and be strong man. And, 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 and this is where the brotherhood and the sisterhood we strengthen ourselves oh yes uh, and see the enemy can only get in if there is a gap now we got to figure out go down look down the line and see who's not in position who's not in place uh, who's not holding who is not in sync who is not in locked arms with us as the brotherhood as the sisterhood or as the priesthood who is not in locked arms with us because this is where the enemy keeps coming in meaning if you're speaking contrary to the way that we're speaking 
If you're operating in a mindset that is contrary to what we're believing, if you're going by another vision of what God has given us, you are acting contrary. You are moving contrary to what God has spoken concerning what we're supposed to be doing as a ministry. You are bringing or allowing the enemy to have place inside of what God is trying to do. Listen, we have got to gather our stones. We have got to gather our strength and muscle up ourselves and we have got to back the devil up. You got to understand, we have got to back the devil up. Then he says there was a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. Mm, there was a time to embrace. There was a time to embrace and then there was a time to refrain from embracing, right? So there's a time he's going to let you embrace some stuff, but then there's a time he said, no, you can't embrace that right there, right? So, so listen, what I found out about God, in all of my foolishness, God has still embraced me, right? He has still embraced me. I'm talking about he's embraced me and my foolishness. But there comes a point when he matures me just a little bit more. He said, listen, I'm still going to embrace you, but I cannot embrace that foolishness that you're operating in. That level of rebellion that you still want to move and operate, I cannot embrace it no more. Oh, no. Uh, see, you understand when God is embracing it, when there is that grace that is important, that was God embracing you and your foolishness. But there comes a point where he said, there remains no more grace for that sin right there. I cannot embrace you and that sin any longer because you know better. You understand you have better sense, better knowledge, better understanding. You are more mature than where you were three years ago or two months ago. So listen, I can't keep allowing you to operate in that mindset right there. You have got to come on up. I am requiring more of you. So you got to understand there was a time that God would embrace and there's also a time to refrain from embracing. So just like God, there were things that we embrace yeah, you got to embrace people with all their foolishness. But there comes a point where, listen, I can't embrace your foolishness no longer. Yo, it has to stop. The buck has got to stop right here. Enough is enough. No, we have got to change. In order for us to move on, in order for us to be better, listen, it has got to stop. What you're doing that's causing friction, what you're doing that's bringing frustration, what you're doing that's irritating, it must stop right here. Because you got to understand it is interrupting the peace of God, bringing about confusion, bringing about chaos. It has to stop now. We can't take another step forward. It has to stop now. Listen, it must end right here. Today is the last day. It, we, we can't go into tomorrow with this right here. So he said there's a time to refrain and a time to refrain from embracing. You know, and, and, and then he says what? In, in verse uh, 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 number six, he said a time to get and a time to lose, right? So he said, there was a time to get, right? So notice most of you may interpret this as being blessed, right? There were times where God would allow us to have moments of being blessed in our lives, right? Our apostle talked about the seed of blessing and the seed of suffering, right? Uh, thank God that you have not always spent your time in the seed of suffering, but God has given you opportunity to ex experience the seed of blessings, right? So there was a time to get, you know, obtain some things, right? Uh, for those of us, uh, shout out to your boy Tyreek and but the boy just obtained something good from the Lord. He just got him a wife. And not only did he find him a wife, a good thing, but he just obtained favor of the Lord. Thank you, minister. Not Asha for yielding to the Lord. Oh, yes, sir. You got to understand. Listen, there was a time to get. God would allow you to get some wonderful things. If you align yourself, there was a time that he would allow you to get some wonderful things, blessings and houses and cars and all of these different things. But not just that. There was an anointing and there was an authority that God would allow you to obtain if you can remain steadfast in the things of the Lord, right? And listen, he said there's also a time to lose, right? Again, don't always look at loose as something negative or loss as something negative, right? What about, what about when y'all lost weight? Oh, I wish I had some help right about that. When you've been working on your figure, putting the work in to work on your figure, right? And you saw that you dropped some pounds, you lost some pounds. See, there was a time to lose right there. You ought to bless God for the five pounds, the two pounds, the ten pounds that you lost right there. Ah, uh, that's the name of the most high God because when the new year coming in, I'm about to drop some of this weight off of me. Oh, listen, I'm about to lighten my load, this flesh that I wrestle with. I'm about to lighten the load of the wrestle of this flesh come the new year. Thank God for Daniel. Thank God for Daniel. Thank God for Daniel. Yes, 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 yes. So a time to lose, right? But this is the thing. Out of all these different times housed inside of these particular seasons of your life, we're coming back to the point that we were making at the onset of this thing. God uses time to manage you, right? So when you're dealing with a time of getting, a time of being blessed, or a time of loss, how have you allowed time to manage you, right? Uh, listen, have you managed yourself well, right? When you experienced loss, how did you allow time to manage you, right? When you were experiencing loss, what was your mindset like? What was your behavior like? What, uh, what was your speech and communication like? 
right? Because a lot of times it's right here when we experience loss, right? This is where we start talking doubt. This is where we start talking fearful. This is where we start talking at words of indifference, right? This is where our communication becomes corrupt right now because we're so displeased with God. We don't like how the situation turned out. We don't like the circumstances that we're constantly dealing with, right? Or currently dealing with for that matter right there. So our speech begins to just becomes in error, right? Do you understand you are framing your word by the things that you're speaking, right? It's, it's, it's your speech that you got to worry about. It's, it's, it's your speech that you don't have control over. It's that little pink thing in your mouth that's ruining your world. It's setting your world on fire because you have not learned to discipline your tongue. You have not learned to discipline your speech. And so you keep wondering why things keep blowing up in your life. It's because of your speech. It's because of that, that, that nuclear bomb in your mouth called the tongue, right? You keep blowing up stuff every time you open your mouth, right? So this is why some of us keep experiencing loss the way that we do, right? And how did you manage yourself when you experienced loss, right? He says there was a time to keep and a time to cast away, right? Again, how are you allowing yourself to be managed by time when God says, okay, you can keep this for now, right? You can keep this for now. But what about when he comes and he says, okay, now it's time to let that go. You got to throw that away. You got to throw that away. And some of it is relationships. You got to throw that away. Listen, they were your friend for a reason, right? And if not for a reason, they were your friend just for a season. But then thank God there were some of us, God will say, listen, they're going to be in your life for a lifetime. So if they was in your life for a reason, listen, he may be saying, listen, it's time to throw them away. You got to set yourself apart for them right now. They did what they were supposed to do at that set time or at that season in your life. You have now got to separate yourself because I got somebody else that's going to help take you to the next destination of your life. So you can't be afraid to walk away from certain things. Oh, yes. Uh, and certain people. Because a lot of times, listen, have you found yourself, it's, it's, we oftentimes think about soul ties. We think about having soul ties with individuals, right? But I found that you can have soul ties with words. You can have soul ties with experiences. You can have soul ties with a place. And for some of you, you can't get beyond a memory or you can't get beyond a place, right? Because you are so tied to a place or, or so tied to a memory. He said, no, you got to cast that away. You got to cast that away. You got to cast that away. Now, you're the one who told me, I'm letting God work on me. I'm letting God work on us. Uh, uh, you got to understand, but it don't look like you letting God work on you, and it sure don't look like you letting God work on y'all because we see that you're in the same place that you were three years ago. You still sound like you sounded three years ago. Why hasn't your speech said, Listen, you got to throw that experience away and live in the now, live in the present. You got to live in the present. Talk about Merry Christmas. Uh, uh, they talk about the present, it's a gift, right? The time that we have now, it is a gift, right? You have got to utilize the gift that God gives you the time that God has given you now. Stop crying about, stop complaining about what you think hasn't changed because you want other folk to change. When are you going to change? Stop praying for God to change other folk and pray and ask God to change you. The last time I checked, you need to be changed. I know you want me to stop, but I ain't going to stop until you get enough. You got to understand. I know you love me, but you don't like what I'm saying, but I'm going to keep on saying it. Listen, ask God to change you. Stop praying for God to change their heart. Say, God, change my heart. God, deal with my bitter heart. God, deal with my bitch for heart. God, deal with my sad heart. God, deal with my unhealthy heart. God, ask God to deal with you and stop praying for God to change somebody else, right? Because listen, there's going to be a time to keep and a time to cast away. Listen, you can't be afraid to throw it. He says, throw it away and let it go. Take your hands off. And I understand there are times where some things you have held on for so long, it has meant so much to you. When God tells you to let it go, it is difficult for you to let it go. Listen, you might have to get, get that courage and say, God, help me to take my hands off of this thing, God. You got to be honest and say, God, I don't know how to take my hands off of this thing, God. And then you might have to get the courage to say, God, pry it out of my hands. See, there's some things God had to pry out of my hand. Not just things. There's some people that God had to pry out of my hand. I couldn't get them off my mind, right? And that's not always a bad thing, right? Sometimes there were certain people, he said, no, it, it, it has reached its potential. It has reached its maximum. Listen, we got the where I'm taking you. They can't go. They can't go. You got to let them go. And then there were times where I didn't want to let folk go because of what they did to me. Oh, listen, I ain't going to forget what you did to me. Oh, you better pray to the Father up in heaven that we don't cross paths somewhere because, listen, uh, I'm going to slap the good old taste out your mouth uh, like you're a good old boy. You got to understand, I'm going to slap it all the way out your mouth if I catch you in the streets. You got to understand. Yes, I said it. Pray for me. Pray for me. Pray for me real good. So he said a time to keep and a time to cast away. You got to understand. He said a time to rent and a time to sow, right? So there were times where, listen, you got to test some stuff apart. 
apart. Yes, you do. You got to tear some stuff apart, right? Now, don't go tear other folks' stuff up. Tear your stuff up. Uh, yeah, you got to understand. Tear your stuff up. A lot of times when you upset with folks, you want to tear stuff, other folks' stuff. Don't tear other folks' stuff up. Uh, tear up your own stuff. Uh, listen. I'm so glad my wife and, and, and myself, we're not the individuals that when we get mad, uh, that we throwing stuff and breaking up our house. You, you understand how crazy that is? Uh, why am I going to tell my own stuff that uh, then once I calm down, now I got to go pay for the damage that I brought about in my own house. You see how crazy the enemy will use us? Uh, but you understand, that's how crazy some of us are. That's how, how, how silly some of us we act. You're going to tear up the blessing that God gave you. That's not okay trying to tear apart the blessing that God gave you, right? Even some of the relationships, right? Uh, outside of the marriage unity, right? We understand God is just not bringing people together for the case of a covenant relationship in marriage, but God brings people together in covenant relationship outside of marriage, right? For instance, like Mother Val has got to be a mother to some of y'all. I know y'all got a problem with how she handles it, how she talks at times, but she has got to be a mother to some of y'all. Yes, she has. Yes, she has. So you might as well just go ahead and receive it, right? He said, because what God has brought together, let no man put us under. Don't always just look at that in the confines of a covenant relationship. Yes, we understand that first and foremost, but covenant relationship is not just regulated to marriage, right? There is covenant relationship between me and Brother Lewis. That's my brother, right? You got to understand there is covenant relationship between me and Pastor I. That is my brother. There is covenant relationship between me and Pastor Dad. That is my brother. You got to understand. Don't tear apart what God has put together. And some of you, you don't like uh, the fact that some of us, God has called us uh, to be in your lives. He has allowed our lives to be intertwined and allowed us to be intersected in your life at a certain point. Listen, you don't like it. You don't like it. Listen, now, now, like I said, Mother of has got to be a mother to some of us, right? For the Lord, Mother Levin, they've got to be a mother to some of us. Let them be who God has called them to be in our life. Stop trying to tear it apart. What am I saying? You find every reason not to listen to Mother Val. Oh, I said it. Yes, I did. She could have said that better. Well, you could have acted better. Hmm. Last time I checked, Apostle told me, listen, when you're wrong, you're wrong. You just take what comes with it. You take what comes with it. Now, it's a problem if she's not doing it in love. But this is the thing. Most of us misinterpret love. We, we, we don't have a good understanding of what love is. Correction is love. Rebuke is love. That's what you got to understand. That is love. And because most of us, uh, you gave yourself a, your own definition of what love is. Like me at one point. Listen. So you don't understand what the real definition, the biblical definition of what love is. Love corrects. It chastens the, He chastens those whom he loves. He beats those. He spanks those that he loves. So if it's not done in love, hey, you may need to say something, but still do it respectfully. Because I get it. This is the thing. You have to know Mother Val, know the culture. She's from New York. They talk brass. She talks fast. <laughs> she talks as if she doesn't care. But if you ever get close to her, you know Mother Val has one of the most biggest and giving hearts of anybody. She'll give you her last if you know about her. And, and if you know anything about Mother Val, she just wants you to be well and be right and be the best you that you can possibly be. But see, most of y'all can't get past that outward exterior, right? You got to understand why is the outward exterior the way it is. Because if you ever really sat down at her feet and listened to her story, the things that she has gone through, you'll understand why she has to be hard in certain places, in certain areas, and, and why she has to deal with things that this, uh, you got to understand. But see, you don't understand why God has brought you into her life. God has brought these other children into her life to help solve her in certain areas in her life. You got to understand. So God is trying to use you in the relationship. Well, so listen, stop trying to tear apart the relationship that God has called you to be a part. He said, there is a time to rent and a time to sow and a time to keep silent and a time to speak. This is the thing that most of y'all have a problem with. You don't know when to be quiet. And you don't know when to speak. When you should be quiet, you're always talking. And when we need you to talk, you want to be quiet. What the father is this? What kind of confusing spirit is this right here? I ask you a question. And the fact that I ask you a question, it, it, it warrants an answer. This is no time to be quiet. Like, huh? 
question. It wasn't rhetorical. It was direct. So, so why are you quiet? I get it because you don't like the question that was posed. You don't like the question that was asked uh, because to answer the question means, listen, I got to examine myself. A lot of times when God asks us questions, he asks us questions regarding ourselves. Have them where art thou? I'm not asking where Eve is. Adam, where are you? Uh, so God is asking, where are you? The question he's going to ask is going to deal with you. And you don't like the truth that is required to answer the question. So I'd rather be quiet and act ignorant. You know, act like I, I want to ignore God. Act like God didn't say anything to me. You a lie. You heard him. You heard him. You heard him. And when you didn't hear him speaking, you saw the vision. And when you didn't see the vision, you saw the dream. Yes, you did. And when you didn't see the vision or the dream, you heard it across the pool pit. Yes, you did. You heard him. Stop it. A time. Then he says there was a time to love and a time to hate. Right. So you're going to have an opportunity to love and a time to hate. Listen, do you understand? This is what I understand. I told y'all love is a four-letter word spelled T-I-M-E. Love is a four-letter word spelled T-I-M-E, right? So a time to love. How has time helped manage you, right? In regards to your love, right? In regards to your love. A lot of times when you're upset with people, you don't want to spend time with them. You don't want to talk to them. Some of you, you don't want folks to touch you. I'm gonna raise my hand right there. Don't touch me. When I'm in it, don't touch me. Now, when you now, this is what's crazy. Touch is my love language. But when you piss me off, I, I, right now I don't want you to touch. Don't 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 touch me right now. I, when I want to be touched, I'll let you know when I want to be touched. I'm talking about there are times when I'm mad, I will actually touch. But I don't want you to touch me. But I would touch you. I don't want you to touch me. But I would touch you. How crazy is that? Right? I'm just telling you how I can operate in front of a devil. Right? It's mad devil. So I'm just telling you. Listen, there was a time to love and a time to hate. But in regard to love, love is spelled a full of the word T-I-M-E. How have you given your time? How have you allowed time to manage you when it comes to love? When it comes to love. He says, there was a time to hate. And see, most of y'all, you choose this quite often. You hate what's said to you. You hate what's done to you. You hate how other folk are being blessed and you're not being blessed. You hate how folk have made progress in their life and you seem to be still like stuck at the same place. You, like, you spend too much time on hate. He says, then there was a time of war and a time of peace. This is my thing. The time of war is not meant for you to fight one another. No, the time of war is in order for you to fight your enemy. Your wife is not your enemy. Your husband is not your enemy. Your children are not your enemy. Your past is not your enemy. The prophet or the prophetess is not your enemy. Stop fighting. The deacons in the church are not your enemy. The mothers in the church are not your enemy. When are you going to recognize the real enemy and fight the real enemy? Then he says there was a time of peace, a time that God gives you to have peace. I'm so glad that God doesn't have it where we're having to fight all the time. But he gives us a time of peace, a time of rest to be able to recoup, to be able to rejuvenate, replenish ourselves, a time of peace. He said a time of love and a time to hate, right? Oh, he done messed two scriptures together. Okay, so a time of love and a time of hate, right? So all of this thing. And then he says, he dropped down in verse 11. He said, he have made everything beautiful in his time. God has made everything beautiful in his time. So he has utilized time to help manage us, right? So within the compounds of time, he is making everything beautiful. So everything that takes place in your life. Everything that God allows, the trials, the tribulations, the triumphs, the failures, right? Your victories, as well as your defeats, your failures, all these things, different things. He has made everything beautiful in his time. He is allowing time to see how you're going to manage yourself. How well do you handle yourself in a failure, in a loss, in a defeat? How are you allowing yourself to manage, be managed by time? In other words, what is your response at this moment in time when you experience a defeat, a failure, or a loss, 
What is your response? And your response is going to let us know how well you allow time to manage you, right? If your response is, I still bless your name. Even when I messed it up and even when I fell short and even when I failed, God, and even when I got defeated, but I still bless your name, God. I still give you the praise. Matter of fact, I give you the high. See, my response is going to tell how I'm allowing time to manage me. Not me manage time, because the truth of the matter is, in one of the definitions, talked about time being a resource under your control. You never have control over time. You can't stop it. It's going to keep ticking. It's going to keep rolling on, and it's going to keep winding up. You can't control it. The only the one who created it can't control it. But in his design for it, how are you going to manage it while being placed inside of it? How will you manage yourself while being placed inside of it? At these certain times within the seasons of your life, how well did you manage you? See, this is the intentionality of God. This is why he gave you time. I want to see how you're going to manage yourself at this specific point in your life. Because he said he had made everything beautiful in his time. Listen, you got to understand that loss is going to have an asset on the point in time that God is about to beautify that thing. You're going to see the beauty in your loss. But see, most of us can't wrap our mind around the fact that in my mess up, see, the beauty is found in the glory of God. Only God can see how to bring glory out of my failure or out of my defeat or out of my mess up. He's the only one that can bring the glory up out of this thing. That is the beauty of God. So he said, he have made everything beautiful in his son. Also, he have set the world in their heart so that no man can find out the word that God make it from the beginning to the end. He has set the world in their heart. Now, when you go into this, this word world in, in the Hebrew, it is talking about being busy, being uh, participating in all these different things. So God has set participation on the inside of us in our heart. He has never designed it for you to be lazy because he understands when you're dealing with time because time is going to keep on rolling. Listen, you must find, be found being busy. You must be found being participating inside of this thing called time, right? So a lot of us, we want to stop participating when we experience something that we deem to be negative. Loss, uh, you understand, heartache or pain, right? Uh, when we have to tear things apart, right? Instead of sowing some things, we experience these things and, and look at it as from a negative perspective perspective right and this is when we want to just stop participating stop stop interacting stop praising stop blessing god stop walking by faith stop trusting god stop interacting with the people of god when we experience something that we deem to be negative he said but listen i, I put it in you so that no man can find out the work that god make it from the beginning to the end so what i'm doing from the beginning to the end and all things in between I've designed it in such a way I've given you time to keep busy for you to participate, but not for you to understand or know what it is that I am doing. The only thing that you need to know is that I'm God or I'm Lord over time. I am the strong controller. I am always in control. Even at the times, it doesn't feel like I'm in control. Even at the times, it feel like, listen, I'm so far away from you. At the times you feel like, listen, I'm not hearing your prayers. You have got to understand in every season and every time within the season, I am God. I am always the strong controller. At no point in time have I ever not been in control. And so this, we see the intentionality of God. And so I just want to encourage you, look at your time. It's not for you to manage your time, but how are you allowing time to manage you? Let time, utilize time in your life so that it's causing you to be productive. Amen. So I pray that the word has encouraged you. I pray that you are blessed by the word in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen.